This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Good evening. Good evening. This is... Uh, what is this? April 7th, 2023. And this is three representatives participating in a protest for gun control and two got expired. They got expired. So three representatives had participated um in a protest in the chamber of the house against inaction on gun control. After mass killings at the Covenant School in Nashville, as the reported by the Washington Post, a former student fatally shot three youths and three adults before authorities killed the suspect, suspect on March 27, 2023. During the gun control protests, Jones and Johnson and Pearson walked to the front of the chamber to join in the chants that reverberated from the gallery. There were protesters of all ages, including children from strollers to high school. And that was according to Johnson. John Jones, who held a sign that read, protect kids, not guns. By the end of the gathering that grew hundreds of protesters, two of the three representatives, Johns and Pearson, had been expelled. Those two had been expelled. It was three, it was two men and one female, but the two men had the experience. So what now I'm going to introduce you to my co-host, Mr. Maceo Eugene Coleman, one, two, and three. Okay, now, Mr. Coleman. Oh, I, I'm sorry, what did you say? Oh, you said you, uh, you said my whole government name. <laughs> yeah, that's your name. Okay, Maceo Eugene Coleman, one, two, three. Yep, I'm the third. All right. That's right. There's three of you guys. One and only. Yeah. Well, there's only one living. Right. The only one left. Yep. Yeah. Well, how are you? So, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. It's a good day to be alive. 
I know that's right. Any day, any day is a good day to be alive, I think. Yeah, if you wake up, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a lot going on out here in these streets, you know. Yeah. Um, And it seems like it's getting worse. I think it, it is. Better. I think it is. Yeah, and so many are getting shot in schools. I can't understand that. I cannot understand that. Why are so many people being killed in the schools? Well, Come on I now. That, I don't know. I think that that's a really coward way to go out by killing a bunch of kids. You know, even if you are a kid, you know, uh, but let alone an adult going into a school. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't get it. But that's going to be an ongoing debate as far as gun control is concerned. As long as the NRA still has oh, yeah. the National Rifle Association has their strong lobby in there, padding oh, yeah. the pockets of a lot of these politicians who are. Um, touting the Second Amendment right to bear arms. Um, I think that they really don't want gun control because at some point I believe that there is going to be um, a civil war, for lack of a better term. I think at some point there is going to be um, where their militias the, the supremacists, the people who want to reestablish the old ways, are going to bear arms against uh, everybody else. And I don't think that they have a problem um, with it and dying for it. Uh, and so I think that, you know, they really have um, – a hold on this whole gun control thing. And so as far as these um, these Republicans in Tennessee, um, they, have, uh, they have been using extreme gerrymandering and voter suppression to retain power uh, despite unpopular policies uh, for years. Um, I think that a lot of times the GOP and Republicans are playing chess while the uh, Democrats are uh, not playing anything. Um, And so uh, I think that this is all coming to a head, Uh, even with the um, attorney general, um, Mary Garland, uh, uh, I really think he's weak. I, I really think he's weak in terms of uh, applying justice. Um, I get it. He doesn't want to appear political, but it is what it is. And if people are pushing, um, you know, the line as far as uh, the rule of law goes, I think that it is his job to enforce it. And I think he's been real uh, real slow to move. And, um, and I mean, you know, the Republicans are continuing to do what they do. 
But uh, going back to these representatives um, in Tennessee being held for an expulsion um, because, uh, in the words of the uh, Republicans, they uh, didn't hold the quorum in the House chamber by bringing a bullhorn and standing up protesting with their constituents uh, for gun control in the wake of the um, March 27th mass shooting at Covenant School which resulted in the deaths of three adults and three nine-year-old children. So it's... um, That's crazy. Yeah, like you said, you know, the three representatives that they held up for expulsion were Representative Justin Pearson, who represents uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and Representative Justin Jones, who represents... Nashville, Um, Justin Pearson uh, is black. Justin Jones is black and Filipino. And Representative Gloria Johnson, who represents Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, and she's white. (laughs) No wonder. so, yeah, they... uh, They got uh, expelled, but she didn't. So no, let me ask you won. this. Expel, yeah. does that mean that they kick them out? <laughs> they kicked them out. But I mean but they there, can't come back? There's a process that they can be reinstated, and, they, um, and I'm sure they will. I'm sure there will also be some uh, legal uh, investigations into it as well, uh, just based on the way the whole uh, process went, um, you know. Um, I just didn't think they could just do it just like that. Well, they but did. It, um, but, you know, they said that uh, the city council, one of the, uh, you know, the city council of uh, uh, Memphis, I believe, is going to uh, reinstate uh, their representatives. Either uh, Memphis or Nashville, they're going to reinstate um, their representative. Um, I think it's Memphis. Um, but the Republicans have said if they do that, then they are saying that they're going to withhold uh, support for the city of Memphis in terms of uh, funding and, and other uh financial support that they receive. Uh, but one of the black representatives said it's not the first time that they threatened to withhold, you know, support from Memphis, which is predominantly black, if they couldn't get their way. Uh, the racism is blatant. The Republicans in the House outnumber the Democrats three to one because of extreme gerrymandered districts that the Supreme Court um, in turn had voted 
was okay for the uh, Republicans to do. So they've, um, so you know, they win even when they lose, um, and that's one of the reasons why the Republican House, uh, the the House of Representatives here in Michigan, had been Republican. Uh, majority Republicans for over 40 years until um, uh, until the districts were redone, and for the first time in 40 years, Michigan has a Democratic House of Representatives. Yes. <laughs> so, there. Um, these are widespread. Uh, revelations as far as what's going on that can have repercussions all across the country. Um, the Representative Gloria Johnson, she uh, was not expelled. Expelled. She uh, was able to um, survive her expulsion by one vote. <laughs> I'm sure that they. Yeah, it wasn't by accident. I'm sure that it was um, talked about and decided who was going to uh, vote in what in such a way that she would be able to retain her position. Um, and so it's plus, a she mess. wasn't black, so. No, and I mean, and they asked her yesterday, you know, regarding the news, um, what does she, what does she think was the difference between her not getting expelled and the uh, other two representatives? And she said, I'm, uh, I'm sure it's because of the color of my skin. So I mean, you know, she yeah. knows, and and it's um, it's quite evident, and it doesn't seem like they really care. Who knows? Um, that they're racist and that they um, want power. You know, they have power. They've got, you know, extreme power. And and so the representatives were saying that it, you know, when they try to bring bills to the floor that the microphones are cut off and, you know, they're not able to, you know, uh, push for their bills to get passed. And so, with the uh, all the court, the uh, cameras in the in the uh, house yesterday, uh, and and they were able to speak. You know, they were like, you know, this is the way it should always be. <laughs> you know, hmm. we're able to debate and have outside of the story. Other than that, you know, when these cameras aren't here, they turn off the mics on us. Hmm. So just oh to God. you know. Briefly, it says, you know, Nashville has suddenly become the center of the political world after the GOP-led Tennessee House of Representatives expelled two black Democrats. So on state representatives, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson were expelled for breaking house rules as they protested in favor of gun control on March 30th. Uh, All three of them were Democrats. Oh, Okay. So Jones and Pearson had marched to the well of the chamber without having permission to speak, using a bullhorn, joined in with chants 
from protesters in the public galleries. A third lawmaker who stood in support of them but did not use the bullhorn, State Representative Gloria Johnson, Democrat as well, survived her expulsion vote. Jones and Pearson are black. Johnson is white. The original protest followed the March 27th mass shooting at Nashville's Covenant School in which three adults and three children were killed, and the three children were all nine years old. So given the scale of the human tragedy, it's not surprising that political emotions are running high. They should be. That's horrible. Oh, my gosh. Here are the main takeaways from the expulsion. Uh, They say that Tennessee Republicans overplayed their hands. GOP lawmakers in the Tennessee State House claimed they needed to act to nip any further acts of disorder in in the bud. And according to the Associated Press, one member state representative, Gino Balso, Republican, said that the Democrats had effectively conducted a mutiny. Other Republicans accused the Democrats of an insurrection an inflammatory charge and a largely spacious one, at least if it was meant to evoke a meaningful comparison with the violent attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. So they said that, you know, this peaceful protest of all uh, the community coming out to the House, they tried to compare it to uh, January 6 insurrection where you had led uh, supporters storming the Capitol and uh, threatening the lives of the Speaker of the House, the Vice President, defecating in the building, uh, breaking things and stealing things. Uh, But it also says the Republicans outnumbered the Democrats by more than three to one in the Tennessee House chamber. And if their objective was simply to thwart a push for greater gun control, and instead focus on school security and mental health, they could have easily have done so without even attracting much national attention. Instead, yeah. they have made political <laughs> stars out of the Tennessee Three. Spark cries of authoritarianism, authoritarianism catapulted the story to national prominence, and in their more lenient treatment of Johnson over Jones and Pearson, left themselves wide open to the charge of racism. So by any reasonable measure, Tennessee Republicans have scored a sizable political uh, goal, own goal. Uh, They say that national Democrats are seizing on the story. So anyone that's um, uh, listening that, you know, wants to make a comment or ask a question, uh, feel free to push the one on your phone. Yeah, we have one. We'll bring you on. Well, right, let's bring them on. Yes, Nicole, (laughs) come, come in. Hello, how you doing? Can you give us your name? Yes, good evening, guys. My name is Michael. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Michael. Hi, Michael. Would you like to make a comment or ask a question? Yeah, yes, sir. Um, just wanted to say, I, from a neutral perspective, just looking at Democrats or Republicans, and just when it comes to these issues, it just seems like the Democrats' end game is just to get rid of guns. I think we can huh. all agree on that, right? If you were to just like, if unrestrained, let's say there was no Republican opposition whatsoever, 
and Democrats could implement whatever policies they wanted to, I think we could all agree they would just eradicate the Second Amendment. I think that's well, like obviously the I intent. I don't know that I agree with that. Uh, matter of fact, I don't agree with it. I think that uh, Democrats have been proposing stricter gun laws in reference to um, background checks, you know, being over 18 years old to purchase a firearm, uh, limiting the capacity that of the magazine. Been in place. Um, not everywhere. I mean, you know, they just passed a bill in Tennessee where you can uh, legally uh, carry a gun around without uh, having taken any classes and uh, just open carry. Um, so, you know, even if you're mentally ill and been diagnosed with a mental illness, you're still able to purchase a gun and carry it openly in the public. You Are think you that's serious? okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not... Well, open, it's open carrying in and itself is, is, is not the issue. The, the, the point is is that when you say, for example, Democrats, all, all they want is, you know, gun control, background shakers, that's in the context of the fact that there's an opposition against them. In places where there, there's no resistance, for example, like in California, you know how difficult it is to purchase a gun there now? It's almost impossible. I know people that are in the gun business there. It's literally, they make it as difficult as you can possibly get to even purchase one. Is so, that a bad thing? Absolutely it is because their goal, like if, if, if you know historically, leftists in general are against gun control. And historically in places around the world, wherever leftists have had total control, they implement a total gun ban. This has been the case everywhere. This is what leftists fundamentally believe in. They don't they don't believe in an armed populace. So how that entire communism? agenda that's what communism that's what communism did. That's what leftists is. Leftists are socialists, communists in different varying degrees. And that's why okay. every communist country they always they always took all the guns away. Whenever and any socialist, communist, dictators came to power, and they authoritarians as well, they don't have. That's a my point, all, 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 sir. All authoritarians, the dicta dictators, were all leftists. Whether it was Hitler, Stalin, Pol Pot, Mao, you go down the list. You name well, any authoritarian Trump? dictator in the last two hundred years, every single well, one of them was a leftist. No, that's what the left said about him. But but an authoritarian, by definition, that's not what he was doing. I mean, obviously, what is an authoritarian? Can you like if you were to define that? What what is that ideology I try to do? Authoritarian. Uh, uh, my definition would be uh, of an authoritarian is someone who does not believe in democracy, uh, wants to take away capital. Well, not necessarily capitalism, but socialism. You know, uh, which Wait, you take away. You said you socialism. said they want to take away that, socialism. Yeah, they want to take take away socialism and have capitalism, which you know creates communism. Why, why has every authoritarian in the history of the world been a socialist? Whether it was Hitler, Stalin, every single one of them were socialists, because the socialist ideology is necessary to be an authoritarian. You understand that? Like, our the constitutional system we have here in America is anti-authoritarian by definition because the constitutional itself is an anti-government document. The constitution and the bill of rights is not about necessarily you and I's individual rights. It's more of a constraint on what the government can do against us. Like if you actually look at the bill of rights of, of America, it's all a list of things that the government can't do to you. 
right? Like the Fourth Amendment. The government can't, mm-hmm. uh, or government authorities cannot have illegal searches and, you know, forfeit or, mm-hmm. or take your property. You get what I'm saying? Right. So socialists right. are statists, and statists want unrestrained power by the government. That's why the socialists here in America, these leftists here in America, they are against the Constitution. That's why they want to bring in a different system. They don't like capitalism. They don't like what we have here in America because the American system is anti-government fundamentally. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about authoritarians, authoritarians need an all-powerful central government, which is why authoritarians love socialism, because socialism gives the government the right to confiscate private property and to take over the private economy, which gives them all the power. You understand? Oh, I understand. You know, dictatorships are authoritarian and totalitarian, and you know, so... Uh, you know, I understand all of that. Um, right. So to have a totalitarian is, state, you have to you have to take the guns from the citizens. And what was the second thing they did? They took over the healthcare system because they knew if the government controls healthcare, and the government's the only one that has guns, now what can you do as a populist? How can you resist them? And I know this because I came from a communist country personally, and that's the that's the that's the first thing. That? E- Ethiopia. Every communist or authoritarian dictator in history, you look it up, you go from Hitler all the way down the list. When they came to power, the two things they did right away were they banned guns and they took over the healthcare system. Every well, single they didn't dictator. Want people fighting, they didn't want people fighting back against them and rising up against them. That's my point. You see what I'm saying? So, right. when you, so now you ask yourself, why do all the Democrats in America uniformly across the board want gun control? Why? Because they're leftists. And if they're leftists, what's their end goal? to get rid of guns in America just like all the other leftists in history have done. But in America, they have to play this game where they got to pretend, oh, we don't want to take all your guns. We don't want to get rid of the Second Amendment. We just want we just want to make it more and more difficult for you to get guns. Because they, if they came out the gate and just said straight up, oh, we want to get rid of your guns, they would be completely rejected because they know a That's lot true. of people in America got guns, and they know they got this political party called the Republicans who's going to resist them. So they have to, they have to kind of – do it in a more subtle, slow, kind of grinded-away type of strategy. That's what they're doing. And so with Democrats, this is what I learned, observing them. It's not what they say, it's what they do that reveals their intent. I'll give you an example. Use illegal immigration. Democrats publicly say, oh, we're not for illegal immigration. But then you study their actions, and their actions show they are for illegal immigration, and they want as many people as possible to get into this country. So So how about the Republicans? what 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 is their stand on um on illegal immigration in your in your eyes not to get away from this gun control issue well obviously they're against illegal immigration i mean that's i mean they should be against illegal immigration i'm an immigrant myself and i don't well, think I illegal mean, immigration I mean, is a good not, thing okay but, well, i mean I that's mean, that's i, I mean what 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 country on the planet has allows illegal immigration every every country you go to they have laws and they have rules and they have a vetting system so like when my family came to america we had to have, pay, you know, they had to do an extensive background check. They had to vet us. They had to know what was our intent to come here, which any responsible country should do. You shouldn't just let anybody walk in. I agree. Because you don't I know. I agree. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, but the Democrats, what I can see is they have a desperate pull for power, and they their mindset is if we let in millions of people from Central and South America, there's a high likelihood that they're going to vote Democrat. And so we want to get That's as true. many of them in this country as possible get them the right to vote, 
so that they can have a, a control and power. I mean, that's their goal. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think like that that's the case. I mean, you know, you have more European <laughs> really? immigrants that come over. Oh, man, you have more immig- European immigrants that come over than you do any people of color. Anybody that's coming from Haiti, no, that's Nicaragua, Honduras, they all just stop, you know. Uh, how many how many that, people have in the last year have illegally entered America? Just in the last year, do you know what that number is? Uh, do not. I, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not talking about how many people came in. Let's talk about how many people they tried to catch that they actually got a hold of. And if you talk to any of the people down at the border patrol, they'll tell you for every one person that they actually detain and process, at least ten or fifteen go through that they don't even get a hold of. Oh, so I just that. this year, look up. You can look up the numbers if you got a computer. Look it up. Just in the last year, how many? So, so what does that have to do with Democrat and Republican? No, you just told me that more people Republican. come from Europe than people of color, and I'm telling you that's not true. I'm saying there are millions and millions of people, people every year coming from Central and South America, by the millions, and it's especially when Biden became president, it became an absolute rush at the border. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, but I mean, people yeah, are coming in here like it's. Yeah, they were. Well, they wait were a minute. I want to know if that was that bad. Because well, if they're coming in illegally, of course, because you don't know who's coming in. So, for example, for every you might have someone who's come in who's just looking for a job to take care of their family, and at the same time you might have gang members coming in, or people part of the cartel, or people pushing drugs, or people who are gun runners. Oh, of course. And people who right. are engaged in terrorist activity. That's that's like that's the whole reason why illegal immigration is bad. Because you don't know who's coming in. That's why legal immigration is good, because legal immigration requires a vetting process. So you actually right. know who's entering your country. So regardless of what you feel, like, I'm an immigrant, so don't. this is not some anti-immigrant thing. I'm talking about national security. It does not make okay. sense for a country to just let people in without knowing who's coming in. Well, let me ask you this. So do you believe the Republicans democracy or against democracy? Well, it depends what you mean by democracy. Um, I mean, it what depends you, a lot what, because, what, for example, America democracy? America is not a democracy. America is a okay, constitutional is, republic. So a constitutional republic is different than an, an open – for example, so in this country, we don't vote directly on legislation. We vote for representatives who then vote mm-hmm. on our behalf, right? So we don't have a, right. a, a, a true democracy. We have what's called a republic. And our republic is based on states and a federal government and a separation of powers with the three branches, right? So it's, it's a very different system. And so Democrats sell people on this idea that America is a democracy, and they, and, they, and they portray things in a way that's just not true because they know that most people don't know the difference. You know, they know, they know that most people don't, you know. So what I notice is the game the Democrats play. So let's, let's look at it like this. Democrats, for example, claim to be representing the poor and the working class. That's their mm-hmm. position. They try to say we represent them. What I've come That's to see true. is they don't represent the working class. They represent a specific group of elites, primarily that live in New York and California. And these elites now, have certain views. One, now, we've got, we've got two political parties, I mean, you know, not counting independents, and you just seem to be talking about one. So I'm trying to find out what your position is on Republicans, but you do not seem to be uh, – Disgusting. Well, the, the, the Republicans, you know. if, you, if you study what they do, they're reactionary, meaning the Republicans' primarily agenda oh, no, right now is responding, responding to what Democrats are doing. 
and trying to stop okay, what Democrats are, are doing. Are they responding like, when they're gerrymandering these districts and, and trying to... Oh, well, uh, that's a good example. So take gerrymandering, right? Gerrymandering happens on both sides. It depends on who controls yeah. the state. So let's, for example, if you go to Maryland, Democrats control Maryland. Look what they did, the gerrymandering in Maryland. Democrats control Illinois. Look what they just did there. So if okay, gerrymandering happens with both parties, it just, it just matters saying, which party controls the state. Is Democrats, Democrats bad, Democrats bad, Democrats bad. You know, tell me about well, Republicans. I'm saying I'm looking, I'm looking at this as, as someone from the outside who came into this country looking at what's happening. That's fine. Tell and me about who's, Republicans. Who's, who's, the, one, who's the one shaping this country's direction right now? It's the Democrats. Who's pushing the LGBT agenda? It's the Democrats. Who's pushing all this new stuff that we see all of a sudden that we didn't even think was possible in America? Hold on for a minute. Hold on for a minute. Get all that. Tell me about Republicans. You say. Okay, give me, give me, give me, give me an example from a policy or a platform or an agenda that the Republicans are doing that you object to. Give me, give me one example. One example: uh, trying to overturn uh, elections. Okay, fair, perfect. You brought that up. Fair, now, okay. so are you are you telling me that challenging an election result is bad, or if someone no, questions whether an election no, not, was legit or good or bad? Okay, because not, I was going to say if that all, was the case, we all we all got to remember what happened in two thousand. Remember when Democrats claimed that Bush didn't win and Gore actually won, and that Gore Bush only won because his brother was the governor of Florida, and then they had those ballots that they, that they claimed were changed. Remember that? People like, forgot about just that. Just like Trump. Just like Trump. Trump won. He lost the popular vote by three million votes and still won. I think that uh, I think that uh, Russia had something to do with that election in two thousand sixteen. Perfect, perfect example. You brought that up. You notice right. how when no, I, I want you to let's be consistent when we talk about this. So yeah, remember when after after twenty twenty, when Trumps and Republicans were questioning the election results, what did you hear from Democrats? They said, "Oh, these Republicans." They're a threat to democracy. They're questioning election integrity. We can't have this, this and that. And it's funny because I remember after 2016 when Trump won, they called him an illegitimate president. They said that the election was rigged, that Russia helped him. I believe it was. They questioned the entire thing. And this is, not, mm-hmm. this is forgetting what happened in 2000 when they claimed that Bush stole the election in 2000. Remember they said that Bush stole it because of his brother in Florida. And they did said the same thing in 2008. They said Bush stole it from Kerry. So what I find is that <laughs> when Democrats question elections or when Democrats call a president illegitimate, it's no problem. When Democrats had a $48 million investigation about Trump and Russia, remember, from 2016 until 2018, they spent $48 million, had a massive investigation. At the end of it, they had nothing to show that he colluded with Russia. And during that entire how time, they called them illegitimate. No, but listen to my point, though. Now, all of a sudden, you fast forward, you fast forward to Hillary 2020. No, no, just send me on, brother. You fast forward to yeah, 2020. You got Trump and the Republicans saying that the Chinese helped Biden, that the Chinese were involved along with big tech to try to help Biden win. And all of a sudden, now that's a problem? I just is, – is that, that wake up well, to a different the, world? The, the, the problem is that over 48 ports, Federal court. Now, court uh, protests that they had against this uh, unfair elections in Pennsylvania, uh, in Arizona, 
you know, that went to federal courts, they kicked it out. And uh, exactly. they censored some of the they didn't they didn't even they didn't even allow them to present the evidence. They just kicked it out. Even though what happened in Pennsylvania, what happened in Pennsylvania was the most Trump. egregious thing I'd ever seen in my life. Are well, you, are you, were you okay with what they did in Pennsylvania? Well, what okay. are you talking about specifically? Okay, so prior to the 2020 election when the pandemic was going on, the Democrats and within the last couple of months before the election wanted to bring in all these new election rules that we, we, don't, we didn't have in the country. And so in a state like Pennsylvania, in order to pass new legislation, like to bring in new election rules, you have to pass it through the, the actual Pennsylvania House. You pass through the House and the Senate in Pennsylvania and be signed by the governor. What Democrats decided to do is they sidestepped that whole process and went straight to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. And in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, Democrat lawyers argued for three things. Number one, they wanted universal mail-in ballots mailed out to everybody who was on the voter rolls, whether they requested a ballot or not. Mm-hmm. Secondly, right. they, wanted, they wanted to be able to have the ballots not postmarked by Election Day. And third, mm-hmm. be allowed to get ballots a week or two after the election without it having right. to be postmarked prior to the election. So let's think about that for well, a second. Well, I mean, if I, if so I let's, let's, think, let's think about that, Hustler. Before, before the election. No, 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 brother, listen to me. This, 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 this is how they were trying to finesse things. They think they were slick. If, 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 if you say to somebody, okay, because the rules were, for example, if you vote by mail in Pennsylvania, that the, the ballot, when you mail it in, has to be mailed at least by election day and has to be postmarked. Right. To show that and you mailed it either – right, and we all agree that's fine. I vote by mail all the time. I got no problem voting by mail. What all the right. Democrats said was, no, 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 no. We don't want it to be required that it was postmarked by Election Day, meaning ballots were able – they wanted ballots to be able to come in after the election for another two weeks without it being actually no, validated no, no. that it was yeah, – yes, they did. Brother, I followed no, it very closely. No, you don't. Well, well, look I mean, it up I right now. I don't agree with that. If that's what happened, I don't agree with that. I mean, that's what. That's my point. That's what they try to do. Later. So now the that's Republicans said, story. "You get what I'm saying." So Republicans wanted to take wanted to take that to court and say, "Hey, hold on now. You first of all, you, you're, you're skipping the rules by not even letting it pass through the House and the Senate, and you're trying to argue for these crazy rules at the last second. And that's what they did in 2020. And they were able to do that because of the pandemic. The pandemic created a situation where they were able to bring in new rules out of auto left field at the last second, well, which in I my mean, opinion they took Bush advantage of. As well, you know, with, um, I'm not denying with, that either. Uh, I actually think that Bush stole the election in 2000 from, from Gore. I, I think he did that 100%. I think him and his brother pulled okay. it out in Florida. Well, so I'll, I'm, I'll I'm not – I'm not, all right. All right. So my point is that I call out both sides, but what I see is that the Democrats, they get away with stuff because the media backs them. The media backs oh, them man, like no other. I don't other. agree with that. Oh, I mean, I'll give it to you easy. Other than, other than Fox Street News, Journal. think about this, brother. Other than Fox News, can you name me one major news network in America, whether it be television, newspaper, you name it, that's anti-Democrat in any way? Washington Post. I mean, not so much what? Washington Post. I think Jeff Bezos owns that. Yeah, but, um, before, before Jeff Bezos bought it, I agree with you. Before, Rupert before Murdoch, Bezos bought it. Murdoch owns that, Wall Street Journal. Yeah, okay, so Wall Street Journal is one. So, so, for example, so you, we got, we got two, for the conservative side, you got two. You got Wall Street Journal, you got Fox News. On the left side, how many are there? Oh, Be I honest. Don't know. How many? Go ahead. I mean, is they it, got is no, it more than two? Got, they got CNN, NBC, they got MSNBC, 
They got Washington. They got the New York Times. They got the Chicago Tribune. They got the L.A. Times. They got the Times Magazine. I don't don't read the L.A. Bro, are you kidding me? The New York Times. You're telling me the New York Times is is pro-Republican? I think they are. And I I didn't read them today to see how they were going to spend the expulsion of these two black uh, House of Rep. These two black representatives from the, the House in Tennessee. No, nah, I mean, you Bro, know, the, the, the New York Times, the New York Times entirety of Trump's presidency, they were anti-Trump. Okay, so forget this. Don't take my word for it. Harvard <laughs> University and Columbia University both did studies on political bias in news media. You can okay. look this up. And they showed the coverage. They covered the 2016, and I believe they did the 2020 election as well. And and they used examples to see during the 2016 election, news outlets that covered Trump negatively or positively, Hillary Clinton negatively or positively, and they said for they did the same for Republican okay. Democrat. What they showed was every media outlet, with the exception of Fox News, covered Trump ninety percent negative, ten percent positive, Hillary ninety percent positive, ten percent negative. You can look it up. Harvard and Columbia did it. And the okay. only and what Fox Fox was a forty eight fifty two split. Fox was fifty two percent positive, forty eight percent negative on Trump. The same percentages apply to Democrat Republican. So on Democrat policies, the media and the by the media they're talking about MSNBC, CNN, ABC News, CBS News, New York Times, all those major newspapers. Ninety percent of their coverage is pro-Democrat policy. Ten percent negative. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go here. Let's go with uh, all these regulations that the Republicans w- repealed during. Trump's four years in office. Now we're having all these uh, extensive uh, train derailments and uh, all this uh, these oil spills and this uh, extra pollution because you know they didn't want these regulations. The same thing with giving a you know two trillion dollar tax break to billionaires and large corporations. Um, okay, you know, so let's, let's, let's look politics. at it. Let's look at let's look at Trump's. President's doing. He's president. He's president from 16 to 20. Biden's been president from 20 to now we're in 23, right? Right. Okay. When Trump was president, can you name me a time we had a train crash anywhere near what we had now? Any major or no? Because there were regulations in place. No, no. Trump Trump deregulated day one when he got into office. All those deregulation that happened the first day he got in. When Biden got in, Biden undid every regulation Trump had deregulated. There's only so there's only so many executive orders you can write day one. I mean, so everything. No, no, there was a lot. You can go look this up. When Trump's first hundred days, he did he implemented more regulation cuts than any president before him within the first hundred days. Agree. All right. Biden, when he came in, so when Biden, so remember when did Biden become president? January 2021, right? Yes. So when he came in, every regulation Trump had deregulated, Biden reversed every single one of them within the first hundred. Oh, days. I don't agree every with one. that. I don't agree with that. But no, that's what he did. No, he just like you know the facts. You no, can look it up. It's not my opinion. You can just look up the executive orders and the and the and the regulations yourselves. I mean, it's on it's on the record. It's not a matter of opinion. He did that. Now, when Trump was I president, will, prior you know, to the pandemic, I'm not sure to be honest about so, this. What was what was the economy saying, like prior to the pandemic? From we're talking about from 2016 what, you call, you until 2000 until 2020. 
What was the economy like? The, the economy was fine for up to a certain point. You know, they've, they've been trying to repeal the ACA Act, the Affordable Care Act. You know, um, and when Trump got in office, he had the House and the Senate. Yeah, but you he know, didn't. He didn't um, have the. He didn't have the Senate, like, like for in, in in a real way. What I mean by that was, when he came in in sixteen, you got to remember the majority of the Republican establishment was not with him. They weren't. They weren't on board because remember, when he ran, they didn't want him to win. Jeb Bush was the guy that they were pushing, and Trump came in and basically derailed that whole thing, and the establishment was against. And the same way the establishment on the Democrat side was against Bernie Sanders. And wanted was pushing Hillary, and you know because mm-hmm. of the super, you know the super uh, what do you call it, super delegate process they have on the Democrat side, that was set up in a way to make sure that the the establishment's favorite wins on the Democrat side. So that's why it was harder. But on the Republican side, they don't have that, so Trump was able to overcome the Republican establishment. So when he came in in sixteen, they they were not bored with him. Most of his agenda they rejected. The only thing that they wanted to pass that he had on board was the tax cuts. That's it. They didn't want anything mm-hmm. else. And remember, what was the major thing Trump was pushing was to put in the tariffs and to try to pressure companies to bring the jobs that they took overseas back to America, which the Dem- Republicans didn't want. The Republicans were, were on board with the idea of companies being free to take jobs overseas. Trump had a position that was something that more close to Bernie Sanders, which was try to put laws and tariffs in place to force companies to bring the jobs back by penalizing them for taking jobs overseas. So that part of his agenda, they weren't on board with at all. And when it came to illegal immigration, the Republicans did not – remember, they didn't want to build a wall either because the Republicans like illegal immigration because they want the cheap labor to come in because the mass influx of cheap labor helps keep wages. The Republican Party didn't want to do it. Are you kidding me? The Republicans love illegal immigration because they they profit off of it. They want it. They want the cheap labor. So the position of stopping illegal immigration – that's my point because he, <laughs> Trump was trying to help the working class. Do you understand that illegal immigration hurts the working what class? Working class by giving a two trillion dollar, a two trillion dollar tax cut. He was helping okay. the working Let's, class. Okay, let me let me break it let me break it down for you. Bernie Sanders, prior to his election in twenty six, when he ran for president in twenty sixteen, was both for stopping illegal immigration and implementing tariffs to penalize companies who take jobs overseas. This was a okay, left wing right. position. Which is, and the reason okay. for that is working people in America are put at a disadvantage, unlike we used to have back in the 50s and 60s when we had the unions, and the unions had leverage because companies had to manufacture in the U.S. And because mm-hmm. of that, labor in America was able to strike, protest, get unions in place to put in deals to get better wages. That's why back in the day, right? Uh, you know, a single income used to be able to take care of a middle-class family. Mm-hmm. Off of a non, with only a high school degree. So no, you fast forward, companies all of a sudden take jobs overseas. They ship all manufacturing out of America. That mm-hmm. undercuts all the leverage American workers had. So Trump's True. position was when he ran in '16, he said, "We need to get these jobs back, and we can only do it by doing two things. Number one, we have to stop illegal immigration, which just brings in all this cheap labor that undercuts people's wages." And brings the, the and pulls the wages down because the low end takes the lower you know the lower the pay on the bottom it pulls down everyone's pay above them. Secondly, we have to put laws in place to punish companies for taking jobs overseas. 
You remember when he came in, all the pressure on these companies like that were taking jobs in Mexico or China, all of a sudden they were forced to come back? Like you saw what happened at the Detroit Economic Forum where Trump was giving a speech. You had the, head, the CEO of Ford, GM, all the major car industry people there. And in front of them, while they were sitting in the front row, he said to them, if you guys continue to take jobs to Mexico and China, I'll see to it that we put a 25% tax on your products and make it almost illegal, almost impossible for people to buy your goods and force you to come back. No, okay. Nobody on the Republican that. and Democrat side was saying that. Why? Because most Republicans and Democrats are paid off by corporations and lobbyists to be on board with this agenda and not say anything about companies taking jobs overseas. So when Trump said that, that position pissed off the Republicans because the Republicans are like, whoa, what are you doing here? We don't, we don't, we don't, we're, not, we're not trying to bring jobs back and punish companies. They wanted to give companies that freedom. So when he came in, the only thing they told them we're going to sign off with you on is tax cuts. That's it. They told them we're not going to, we're not going to support you with the wall. We're not going to, we're not going to support you on these tariffs and, and trying to pressure companies back. They didn't want to do it. So, when it comes to people's critique of him, I don't look at Trump as this great guy or president, but I appreciate the fact that he tried to implement policies that most politicians in America would never even touch because they're paid off and they're corrupt. Because he wasn't paid off by these people, that's the only reason he was able to bring this stuff up. In the he wasn't place. paid Otherwise, off by him. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't think Trump was paid off by him? When he ran in 2016, no. When he ran in 16, I mean, I'm talking about period. I mean, I'm talking about his whole presidency. I'm not talking about one year. No, no, no. I'm talking about when he ran. Okay, when any president runs in this country, anybody runs for president, they have to raise tons of money. Hillary Clinton raised like one point something billion when she ran. Who do you think she's getting that money from? You could go look it up. Well, right I, now. I, 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 I haven't heard those numbers as far as anybody. Oh, that's a fact. That's, that's, look, right now you can Google. I mean, I'll look it up. Hillary Clinton. I mean, you, I'm, yeah, and, and, and with that, it shows you who was giving her money. You see all these corporations, all these banks, all these special interest groups. You, it's, you can Google. Why you, show you whole is, list. why you think Trump is, is under investigation, you know, uh, because oh, that's he, easy. That's easy because he's not in the club. But, you know what, brother, listen. <laughs> And, and when it comes to politics in D.C., whether Republican or Democrat, 99% of them are, are corrupt. They're all in the same club. They're all oh, getting I paid agree. off by I the same people, that. right? I agree. And when, yep. it com- when it comes to political accountability, if you're in the club, they're not going to hold you accountable. The only reason they went after Trump the way they did is because he's not in the club. Do you understand? <laughs> That's the only reason. I'm t- if, you, if you can't see that, then I can't help you because, yeah. Well, you say he, he, he's listen, not, he ain't in the club. Uh, well, I mean, I he ain't in the club that. for sure. <laughs> if you, listen, do you, do you see, do you see how? Do you, <laughs> no, because he can't, he didn't he didn't come up in D.C. Think about it. Everybody else in politics, they got their name, they got their fame, they got their money through being in politics. Trump got his money, name, and reckoning. All that was outside of politics. He just showed up out of nowhere, jumped in. Nobody yeah. thought he had a chance. And he was able to win. He didn't think he had so a when, Of course he didn't. So when he when he managed to win, he didn't get in. He wasn't he wasn't like the traditional politician, right? Whether it be Republican or Democrat, most right. of these politicians when they when they even run for anything, they have a whole list of donors that show up that give them X amount of money, and with that money, there's an expectation of what they're going to do when they get in there. They got to give them favors. Mm-hmm. They got to do kickbacks. All of that. 
So mm-hmm. with Trump, the reason he was in the club was he showed up, and I'm talking about just in 2016. I'm not talking about after. I'm talking about in 16. In 16, okay. remember, he put his own money up. He wasn't taking money from donors. This is a fact. You can look this up. That's what he said. And when I, don't, he, I don't believe that. No, because you can look up the list of the people that gave him money. This is this is not a matter of opinion. Because the the, FEC, the FCC or whoever the yeah. election commission. Yeah, they have you. to file. Yeah, they have to file. Yeah, they have to file thing. all the donations. Right. So right. While while we're talking, anybody listening, you can Google Google Hillary Clinton's how much money she got, which was more than a billion, and look up the people that were giving her that money. Now ask yourself a question: Why would they be giving her that money? Because they think she's awesome? Of course not. They're giving her that money because they expect when you get in, you're gonna get. Of they're course. gonna send her a list, and she's gonna do everything they put on that list. You know what I mean? That, now, that's the name in DC. Now, now, who who instituted all the dark money? All you know, all these donors can contribute money without. You know, oh, bro, that, brother, that, that's been in place since that's been in place since the beginning. I mean, that's been well, anytime you get power, corruption is gonna follow it. That's just that's just that's no. I mean, that's I, been, that's I, I, I understand all that. Time. I'm just I'm just going in terms of you know because you're leaning heavily on the Democrats and what the Democrats do wrong, like the Democrats are you know. Uh, I just I just you told know, you that the Republicans are corrupt too. I just told you the list. Oh, of I, I mean, yeah. I mean, politics is corrupt. Well, I know, have a question. Like but, I but have my a issue question. With the, my issue with oh yes, go ahead, ma'am. Go ahead. <laughs> my question is. When these candidates, they ask for money, well, people are just giving them money. What happens to the money when they lose? Well, it depends on because most campaigns spend everything they have before the, by the time the campaign is done. You rarely have any campaigns that by the time the campaign's over with that that money hasn't been spent, and most of the money is spent on advertising or, like, you know, organizing or – Setting up, you know, a staff and all that. But you to, don't to, have to, to get up the vote operations. Yeah, no, or, you don't give yeah, it back. No, they don't give it back. Like I said, no. usually by the time the campaign's done, the, all the money's spent. I don't think there's ever been a campaign where by the time it's over, there's anything left over. They all usually right. spend okay. everything they got. But well, I mean, every, every, you this. know, they don't all spend the money. You know, it says, uh, you know, sometimes – Campaign funds left over after election can be redesignated for a future election uh, to seek the same yeah. office as long as the funds aren't deemed surplus funds uh, or they can be transferred to a new bank account for future elections to seek a different office. So, you know, uh, right. or they can be given but, away. But let me, let me ask you this, this question for both of you. Are you guys totally on board? And I'm assuming from our discussion, you guys probably lean towards the Democrats. I may be wrong about that, but I just said the vibe I get. And are you guys totally on board with their social agenda? Everything that they're pushing in the schools and what we no, see going on, you guys I like mean, all this not, stuff? No, I mean I'm I'm not 100 percent on board with uh, with any particular party um, because they, you know they all have flaws. So the answer for me. Oh no no no! I'm, I'm not talking about the party. I'm talking about specifically the social agenda of the Democrats, the way they're pushing this LGBT thing down everybody's throat, the way they're pushing no, it in schools, the way they're yeah, pushing all the, this uh, like marriage equality and all that. No, I don't agree with all that. That's that's my I thing. Mean, yeah. Like, yeah, but, I don't you know, back in the day, like for example, when Obama ran in 2008, I, I volunteered. I worked in the the Obama campaign in my home state. I, at that time, the Democrats were, in my opinion, they were reasonable because you remember. 
both Hillary and, and Brock both on the record during the 2008 primary both said they were against gay marriage. You remember that? This is way back for those who mm-hmm. they will remember this. And it's funny how four or five years later, look at the Democrats now. They're LGBT to the max. They're trying to, they're trying to teach <laughs> yeah, this mean, stuff I, to I little can't, children. I can't, un, I can't explain it, you know. Um, and, that, that's um, what lost me. That When they did that, I'm like, I'm out, man. Ain't no, there ain't no way I'm going to support that. Yeah, they're, they're a little overboard on some things. I agree with that. Well, how about, how about this uh, supermajority that they have on the Supreme Court? Uh, you know, they were able to, Trump was able to uh, appoint three justices. Uh, I thank God for that. Uh, Are you kidding me? With, oh, really? I, I'm so did happy you, uh, he did that. For one for reason, reason and one reason only. Because, decision? oh, of course I am. Are you pro-abortion? I think a woman should have a right to choose. Everybody that gets pregnant doesn't want to. Oh, a woman has a right to choose to do what? We're not talking about a woman. We're not talking about a right to choose, like what outfit she's going to wear, or what job she's going to work, or what college she's going to go to. We're not talking about that. We're talking about choosing whether or not to or kill somebody your baby. Gets raped or okay, let's use that example. So, the CDC puts out percentages of uh, when it comes to abortions. What's the purpose behind it? And they've said less than one percent of abortions are because of rape. The mother's life is at risk or there's some potential issue with the child. More than 90% of abortions are done because of convenience, meaning the mom just didn't want the baby. Now I'm going to ask you Well, I mean, I don't believe in abortion. If a a woman says, I want to kill this baby because it's an inconvenience to me, do you think that's a legitimate reason to have an abortion? I believe that uh, a woman chooses not to have a baby because she's, either in a position to not take care of it uh, or either in a position where she's too young. I agree with the the right to have abortions, you know. So okay, I'm going to ask you a specific, a specific question. A form of birth if, if a woman says, I don't want to have this baby because it's an inconvenience to my life, to my career, to whatever, is that a valid enough reason she has to kill that to do baby? That. She, okay, she so you carried a baby legit. to term and had a baby anyway. What are you saying? Well, well, what I'm saying is, is to just if you're justifying murdering, let's because that's what it is. Let's keep let's keep it real. You're murdering a baby. If you're going to sit there and try to tell me, well, that it depends it's on enough, it depends on the, the number of weeks that the fetus is. is okay, is that's fair conceived. enough. So I'm I'm going to ask you what what would be the, what would you consider to be the cutoff date? Would you say three months, two months? Six months? How far into a pregnancy? Do you I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe first trimester. Okay. Most, well, we most have of all countries in the world have twenty weeks. That would have. Go ahead, Jenny. Something. We have another person. Hi. How are all you? All right. Give us your name. Hi. 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 My name. My name is Nadine. I, I just got tired of listening to that other fellow. We know what his agenda is, and, and I just had to say something before he just went too damn far. Okay, so he started off calling you sir, and then he went to brother. And I'm thinking, you know, with y'all, with the way your conversation was going, who knows where this going to be next. But uh, hmm. listen, we and know. What, what do you we, mean by that? He, what, he, what, what he's spreading is propaganda, paranoia, and fear. He's bringing in this communist stuff 
saying, you know, uh, people that, and he knows everybody. They have made everybody afraid of communism. We're not talking about any of that shit. We're talking about assault weapons that need not be on the streets. We're not talking about taking guns away from anybody. We're talking about banning assault weapons that's only used in war. People can't even hunt with them because it totally destroys anything it hits. We're talking about banning that, okay? And so you can go ahead and bash the Democrats and you can, you know, talk about abortions and all this other stuff. But the, the point is these guns must be banned. Don't listen to what this man is saying. He's only spreading paranoia and fear. All right, Ms. Nadine. Now, what, what, what do you have to say about that, brother? No, I, I understand where she's coming from. And from her perspective, she's looking at it as a matter of, you know, protecting children, which I can understand. Right? I'm, I'm not. Not only when it comes children, to someone I mean, like, you know. Yeah, people in general, right? So, for example, I know that she tried to, you know, question my motives and my intentions and where I'm coming from, but I'm not going to do that to her. People like her, are, are her mindset is simply looking out for the well-being of other people, which I can respect. I understand that. What I'm trying to say is that the politicians and people pushing these particular agendas, their motivation is not about the protection or the well-being of people. Their agenda is about acquiring power, okay? If, if you don't realize by this point after studying history, whether American or world history, that governments and politicians are after one thing and one thing only, which is power and money, then I don't know what to tell you. And if you I believe these that. people when they when they when they when they start talking about, oh, we need we're trying to we're trying to improve people's lives, we're trying to take care of people, we're trying to improve they don't care about none of that. They're trying to get power. They're motivated by power, that's all they're looking for. They're gonna take advantage of your emotions and how you feel about a situation to advance their own agenda. Their agenda is simple. They want to get rid of guns in this country. They that's that's been their plan for years. Because they know once they do that, this government will never be challenged. And that's been their goal from day one. Now, I'm not against this This lady who came in. Whatever position she has, she can call me whatever name she wants. That's fine. I'm not going to say anything. As far as the issue of communism, the reason I brought that up is because I came from a communist country, ma'am. My, most of my family was murdered in a communist country for simply questioning the government. You, you have never lived in that here. you got a level of freedom in this country where you can get on this radio show and say whatever you want about the government, you're not afraid about them coming and killing you in your house tomorrow. That's where I came from. I came from a land where if, you, if, if your neighbor made a phone call and said that you said anything bad about the government, the very next day you and your entire family were killed. The next day. Well, well that's Just off the mere accusation. Now, you, that is coming to this country. I want you to understand. That kind of totalitarianism is going to come here in time. I pray it doesn't happen in our lifetime, but it's coming. If you if you know history and you see what's going on, that's obviously on the way. They're bringing in a police state. I'm just letting you know, as an immigrant who loves this country, you need to you guys you should be more aware of what's happening, and not go along with stuff and not allow your emotions to be manipulated, to for you to be used to further an agenda that's going to be against you in the future and against your children. That's exactly because what you're when doing, they when, when they subjugate you in this country with the technology they got. <laughs> there ain't no overcoming that, like they do, like they're doing in China. This is not like back in the day where people could resist the totalitarian government and overthrow it, like we saw back in the 60s and 70s. 
And the kind of technology they got now, there ain't going to be a resistance. They're going to rule us with an iron fist, and we'll never be able to get rid of it, ever. And our children will be subjugated. If you can't see that, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, ma'am. I'm sorry. Well, what I do see is that you're just trying to add another division to uh, many divisions that we have already, and you're not. it's not an answer to the question. And what we need to do is make one step, just one, one step, a ban assault weapons. Once we make that uh, step, then we can go on to correct other problems. But right now, it's assault weapons. You know, it's not, we know polit- the politics are not right. We know that uh, there everybody is, it's a hungry, uh, a greedy society out there now. But mostly, you know, it's big business uh, and uh, the middleman and legal scams that is the most uh, detrimental to anybody, okay? So what you're talking about, we got to do the first thing first, get rid of the assault weapons. So all that other stuff that you're talking about, the the rhetoric, you know, it, keep it to yourself. Let's get rid of the, the assault rhetoric. weapons. Well, what do, what do you mean by rhetoric? Uh, what do you mean by saying that? the same thing, saying the same thing that the Republicans want you to say, saying the same thing that Donald I'm not a Trump Republican, wants ma'am. you to say, saying. Uh, you you well, do realize I'm an immigrant. You realize I'm an immigrant from Africa, who came from a communist country. I'm speaking from mm-hmm. experience, and I'm talking about I'm talking about someone who's come from uh, a system of government that was brutally subjugated their people. I'm, no, I don't want that to happen here because, that. first of all, I love America. Secondly, I have three young children, and I'm worried about their future because I know in our lifetime it's not going to – it's not – the full effect of what I'm talking about is not going to kick in in our lifetime. It's our children and our right. grandchildren that are going to be in trouble. And I don't That's know – I, nah, do. I, I don't know, ma'am, if you're a student of history. I love history, and I studied history, and I studied governments and politics and all these things. And if you cannot see that in America right now there is a formation, there is a movement towards a totalitarian police state that's rising, and that they want to bring the same system they got in China, they're trying to bring it here. If you can't see that, if you're not aware of that's happening, I don't know what to tell you, ma'am. You call me, you can call me whatever name, rhetoric, fearmonger, whatever you want to call me. I just care about my children's future. You understand that? I'm, I'm, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen the dark side of where governments can go. You guys haven't seen it. You live in America. You live in the land of freedom. You know, you've, you have uh, a lot of experience. No, we li- living in America, we were under slavery for, for uh, centuries. No, no, no. You it's weren't under are. slavery. That, that's, that's 1865. I'm talking about right now. Oh, no, you right even, now, no, are, you're, not, you're but, not afraid of but, your government killing but, you. You're not, you're not uh, afraid of your government killing you right now. They, 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 oh, they yes, we are. Ma'am, let me give you an example, right? You, the brother earlier called oh, Trump a, an authoritarian, right? So let me ask you a question. When Trump was president, were you at all fearful to get on this radio show or any radio show or to any of your friends or in public to say anything bad about him? Were you even hesitant for one second? I'm afraid well, of you. I was very cautious because they, you know, they, 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 were looking on Facebook, Twitter, and they were allowing a lot of the uh, dark conversations based on white supremacy. And oh, come on, man! Listen, I'm talking about I'm talking about bashing the government here. You're telling me you you were yeah, worried yeah, and scared I mean, to speak bad about the government in public? Are you serious? 
I was concerned. I'm not just going to say Oh, come on, brother. Be, be real, man. I feel comfortable. You turn on the television, you watch any late-night comedy show when Trump was president, every single one of them were making fun of him. That doesn't happen in a a communist country. Are you kidding me? If you were in a a totalitarian state and you said anything, I'm talking about the slightest negative thing about the government in public to anybody else, you're either going to be in jail or dead within the day. So you say I'm you don't you, believe in that. this country. Have you ever felt that fear ever of of being worried that the government might think you said something bad about it and that you might be thrown into prison or be killed? Have you ever even worried about that not for one to, second not to in your life? That you're talking, not to the extent that's that what you're I'm talking, talking about. about. In, in the that's what I'm country. saying. You guys but in America still, like have a say, freedom. We're, we're leaning in that direction, and George Bush, after Clearly. 9/11, instituted instituted you know. Uh, the Patriot uh, Act. I agree. They they used nine eleven to bring in the Patriot Act. I'm there not I'm go. not this Republican fan. I already told you, the Republicans have done a lot of dirt. And the Democrats and they're on the same team. They work on the same team. That's they're, true. they're advancing yeah, the same agenda. Controlled by the same people. Exactly you know, my point. People. But my, my my point still stands is that people in America need to stop acting like you're oppressed. Number one, you're not. Okay. You live in a country where you as a regular citizen have a freedom and opportunity that does not exist for 90% of the people on this planet and that none of our forefathers ever had. None of your great-grandparents could ever dream of of what you guys are living in right now and what I'm living in right now. They would have never never thought it was possible what we're living in. There are also systemic things in place that are preventing – uh, that have prevented black people from uh, purchasing property, you know, after they came. I agree with that 100%. They, they got, I'm, not, I'm not denying okay. any of that, but I'm talking about today. College, I'm saying in 2023. I mean, I'm talking about today. College admissions, they, you know, they repeal the, you know, affirmative action uh, as far as trying to get more oh, no, come on, minority no, come on, chill, man. Listen. As a black man living in America in 2023, come on now, stop it. Compared to everyone I mean, else on this planet today, we're not, we're, it's, it's, not, it's nowhere near that bad. When you live in a country in America where you've got people walking around at three and 400 pounds, that is unprecedented in the world. They, well, come on, think, man, stop what, it. What do you think is in the food? What do you think Forget what's in the food. food it's how much food you're eating. That's my point. Even that if you go to McDonald's not, every day. But how about the number Absolutely. of people that have black people that have diabetes and heart disease and exactly and because they eat so every day. So in America, for example, let me ask you, sir, do you eat three times a day? But I don't. No, I'm asking you, do you eat three times a day? Like if you wanted to, I said no. I'm not. I'm not saying whether you do or not. I'm saying if you had the, if you wanted to today, could you eat three meals? Could you eat breakfast, lunch, oh, and dinner every yeah. day if you wanted to? I could. Of course. Yeah. Right, and that's most Americans, right? Even even yeah, even I those agree. below the poverty line, most Americans at least eat twice a day, if not three times. So what's, so, so in what's most the of the world right now, in most of the world right now, most people don't eat more than four or five times a week because of the lack of ability to do so. In most of the world no, today, I, you got I, I you got that. millions no. of children that starve to death every year in in, in the You're world. Wrong. Today. I know the advantages of being in America. Exactly. And in America, this, what, what do they got in America? They, got, they have an obesity epidemic. They call it an epidemic. Only in America um, the brought do in, they call being fat a disease. Only in America. I know how the government brought in cocaine from out of the country to fund uh, a war in Nicaragua. You know, and so I'm not, I'm not know, denying any of that. I agree with you 100. percent I know I how the like government has. I, I, I'm, has I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not dismissing the plight of Black Americans. 
and the agenda that the CIA and the FBI and the social experiment and Lyndon B. Johnson and the Greater Society and all that stuff that was happening. I'm not, I, I understand all of that. I'm talking about as today as a regular citizen, as a person living in America, you got freedom and opportunity that's unprecedented. The fact that in America that. someone can be born in poverty and in their lifetime come up. You're talking to somebody who in their early 20s, I was, I was homeless in my early 20s, and now I got my own business. I make more than six figures a year. I have multiple properties. That only happens in America. If you're well, born yeah, I mean, in poverty, in most here. of the world today, I'm, you got you got zero percent chance of getting out of it if you live in the majority. I of the would world rather today. be here than anywhere else in the world. Thank you. That's I my point. That. And not only not only not only I'm, the world not, today. Look at look at look at look at the people that came before us. Look at the standard of living of your great grandfather. If you ever get a chance, go learn how people lived a hundred years ago. How hard life was. The way they used to well, live. I, I know. Exactly. So my point is, in America, people got to be more appreciative of all the things you got, the freedom you well, got, you know, the opportunity I'm you saying, got. I'm, but you have to understand this. I'm not saying that I'm, I don't appreciate the opportunities. I'm saying that is not a level playing field. I'm saying that oh, you level know, compared to who? Black people aren't. But I'm, I'm who, who are you comparing yourself to? Don't control anything in America. I'm saying no, no, that. No, no. All, I'm, not, I'm not talking about as a whole. I'm talking about you as a man. You're as a man. Who are you comparing yourself to when you talk about a level of opportunity? Compared to who? Compared to the rich people that live in America? Who are you comparing yourself to? No, I'm just stating in general. I'm not just That's what I'm asking. Well, when you talk about I'm lack of a level like playing field, who are you comparing? Are you comparing yourself to the 9 billion people that live on the planet? Why, I'm are you talking about, about just in America only? I'm talking about being, you know, uh, racially profiled. I'm talking about you know, uh, jobs, when you, you know, the jobs that I've had other than the ones I've created have all been controlled by white people. When I interviewed Well, of course you know, they've been I controlled by white people. You live in, you live okay, in a white so, majority country. What did you think was going to well, happen? Well, that's my point. <laughs> Come, my that's point common is, sense. They got the power. We worked for free as slaves, and so that they were able to build. Oh, okay. So let's, 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 let's use that logic. Okay. Did all white people engage in slavery when they were here in this country? Not all before? white people, no. Okay. Did the no, vast not, majority no. of white people in this country, did the vast majority of white people in this country come from poverty or come from wealth when they came to America? Uh, most of them probably from poverty. Exactly. So most white Americans that live in the country today, a lot of them actually immigrated here after 1865 because, remember, the large bulk of the Europeans that came to America came during the early 1900s. And most of them were came from dirt poor. I mean, they were living like serfs in Europe. They had nothing. That's why they came here, just like my family came so here. So what's the point? And most people who immigrate. My point is that when you talk about playing fields and groups, you can't. Comp- you got to ask yourself, who are you comparing yourself to? Because if, if you want to talk about, because I hear people in America talk about the top one percent all the time. I hear this all the time. Right. Oh, the one percent. That own ninety percent of everything. Right. right. Because they, because they're they're only comparing themselves to people in America. Now, I tell most Americans in response, if you compare yourself to the 9 billion people that live on this earth right now, every human being on this planet, you, by being an American citizen, are in the top 1% just by being in America. Regardless of how much money you have, just by being in this country, you're in the top 1%. The standard of I mean, living that, 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 that you have in America is unprecedented, not only in the world today, but in the human history. The way we live in no, America, I, if you if you have if you like are I, if 
if you have a home, an apartment, a bed, more than more than one set of shoes, multiple sets of clothing, the ability to eat multiple meals in a day, hot no, and cold I, water, I, I'm not, and electricity. I'm not saying, if you I'm have all those America, things, you're living better than kings yeah. lived 200 years ago. You know that? In America, it, it, there is opportunity. But, I mean, just because there are opportunities doesn't mean that there so, uh, are we're, we're not even talking well, about people that, that live that regular citizens outside. Let's look at prison. Even in prison in well, America. Okay. Prisoners in America live better than most people in the world. In prison, you get a bed, you get three meals a day, you get a set yeah, of clothes, you get, uh, you get access you to get showers. Falsely, and if you're black, you get falsely accused. You know, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about standard of living. I'm talking about the fact that people in jail in America live better than most people in the world do. I'm talking about black people that shouldn't even be in jail. I'm talking about black people that have the same amount of cocaine but get different sentences because one is crack and one is powder. No, no, no. That's that's not how the sentencing works. That's not how the sentencing works. You're talking about somebody who so what you're grew saying, up in the inner is, city, and my, my brother my brother was involved in drug dealing. I know how the legal system works. You're, what people don't know is they don't so know. So you're they saying don't that that's not accurate? You're, you're no, no. What I'm saying is got... people don't understand plea deals. For example, when someone gets charged with possession, with intent to distribute on a large level, when they have multiple kilos of cocaine, marijuana, heroin, whatever it may be, when they enter these plea deals with these prosecutors and these DAs, what they often give when they when they accept a plea deal, they give them a lesser charge, right? And they reduce the sentence they would have got, but the lesser charge has a larger sentence than you would have if they had just committed that crime. And so when people who don't know that, they think, oh, what? This guy had a possession charge and he went to jail for 10 years? That's not fair. What's wrong? What's wrong with the system? What they don't know is... No. That guy had that guy had a lot. He had possession with, to distribute, and he had multiple kilos. And because he got a plea deal from the prosecutor that lowered the charge, they had a longer sentence. But his original charge, he would have got. He wouldn't have went to jail for twenty five years. But it got down to ten yeah, well, because of the plea deal. You could you, you you could spend it however you want. But the thing it's is, it's not spending it. I'm know, talking about somebody who's been in the legal system. I know this firsthand. Most people in America today don't you know, know they don't know anything about that. They're trying to institute legislation to. Eat to make it equal, that, you know, and the same thing with um, marijuana, you know, possessions. That's why they uh, really Yeah, but it, it depends of, uh, on what the possession is. So there's there's possession to use and there's possession to distribute. You know the the difference, right? Man, I think we could go we could go on and on and on and on, uh, and I appreciate you calling in. You know, I appreciate you know. <laughs> right. The no, I respect it, but I'm just saying, brother. Like, not not everything. Not everybody's a victim out here. There's a lot of people that are going to jail for actually committing crimes that should be in jail. Oh, and you know they need saying? to be in jail. I mean, I'm that's not advocating point. for I'm not advocating for guilty people. I'm just saying. Right. That, that's you my know, point. But what what what, what, what people seem to forget I'm about the fact is the reason. Right, but the reason that a lot of black men are in jail is because a lot of dudes are committing crimes. Now, if you want to talk about why the drugs are there, I agree the FBI and the CIA were involved. So you said black people commit, came in. commit more crimes than white people? White people outnumber us? Is it, that what you're saying? It depends on what yeah, category of crime you're talking about. Yes. People. For example, when if you're talking about aggravated assault, aggravated robbery, you're talking about drug dealing with intent, like possession with intent tell, to distribute. I can tell you from another. I can tell you from another country, man. 
I can tell you. No, from I, I just, country. I just, that's, I just know the FBI insult. crime statistics. That's not an insult. So, I mean, so, you know, so, because it sounds like no, well I just know the numbers, here. brother. This isn't, this isn't about my opinion. The fact well, that the black I mean, population you know, is thirteen percent of America, right? The black male right. population is about six percent of America, right? Is that not accurate? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. That six percent of the that six percent of the American population commits forty three percent of the homicide, forty five percent of the aggravated robberies, forty four percent of the home break ins, and, and when it comes that? to drug dealing with intent is? to is distribute, they're about fifty seven percent of the charges. Because, is is that just because those people are apparently or genetically no, no, I'm trying. I'm just, I'm just trying to establish a fact that what I say was a fact. It was in my like opinion. No, 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 I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about why the numbers are what they are. I just want to know: are those numbers facts? Yes or no? Did I make that up? Or I mean, I don't, truth? I don't, I don't know. I haven't done that that type of uh, in-depth study. Okay, you can, again, you can, you can fact check me right now on Google. It takes you maybe three seconds. Using the numbers that you gave, why do you think it's that way? Why do you no, think no, it's I, that way? You don't think it's by design? Oh, I can, we could talk about why. We could talk about I'm asking the FBI. You why. We could talk about the CIA. We could talk about the welfare system All right. that broke down the All family. Right. We could talk about well, all of this. You, as, but as but the point still stands. Are, the point still stands that black males, especially black males between the ages of 16 and 24, commit a really high level of violent crime in America, more than any other group well, in the country. I mean, country. how about the music? How about the music? How about... You I know, agree. I, 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 believe, I believe that rap music was created with, by the CIA with the intent to corrupt young, the young black right. generation into right. becoming criminals. I believe that 100%. Well, as long as you're ex- equitable in your uh, discussion and yeah, but my, my point to why things may be the way we, that we, they are. You and I may and agree you know, as to we, why black people commit crimes, but the fact still stands that young black men commit a lot of violent crimes. That's not, I mean, let's people. just keep it real. Okay. I mean, let's, I mean, okay. the same level? Okay. I don't know, because... Okay. Oh, no. Are you in America today, brother? Let's ask okay, real. You go to Chicago. Are you really looking over your shoulder for white people? Are you looking over your shoulder for white people in Chicago? Can we stop on that, that last yeah, sentence? Can we just do that? Because we got to go. It's so yeah, time white. to go. I appreciate it, though. I thought we were having that. We were talking about some heavy stuff. It has been a great show. What's your name again, sir? Mike. Mike, uh, we thank you. We're here. We enjoyed you. Yes, ma'am. And come back again. As well. Yeah, come back yes, again. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate you anyone, you come on. Thank we kind of we kind of got away from uh, the expulsion <laughs> in Tennessee, but I think we had a educational debate, you know, regarding right. other uh, topics as well. So I, I do appreciate that uh, that uh, back and forth and conversation. And so did I. So what do you think? What do you think, Jenny White? Yes, I think I, it, it was really good, you know. And I learned something too. How about that? <laughs> but if someone else, someone else would like to say something before we leave, you're welcome now. Uh, Nobody has Jane anything. To... Huh? I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I, I'm just. I'm just apologizing because I only call when I'm angry, and I'm only half <laughs> affected when I'm angry, you know. <laughs> so That's I'm okay, Nadine. <laughs> well, I mean, it, was, it means we're generating I just, I some emotion. I just to tell myself to shut up because, you know, it was like 
Well, I, you know, no, we uh, I noticed that you're here most of the time and you don't say anything. So that's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty no, good. we want you to call in and express yourself. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of educated listeners, you know, with uh, with their own opinions, and uh, and so you know, it's always good to hear. And that's okay. Um, yeah, comments from others, so we we definitely appreciate it. Um, but yeah, we'll well, uh, we'll keep it moving. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, thank you for listening. All yes. right, Jenny White. Those um, I think I've said enough in this conversation, so. Um, my thing well, is we'll have, have a great one, one more thing to say Declare today That you won't stress Over things that are out of your control Jobs come and go Bank accounts Rise and fall Economies go up and down But one thing is for sure God Will be God He is the same yesterday Today and forever let him handle it and having said that i'm saying good night and i'll and listen happy to good friday everybody next friday oh that's right don't forget sunday is easter so have a good time good All night right. okay good night see you next week bye-bye bye-bye say a word and I had your uh, microphone on and you didn't even say a word. I ain't talking to you. Huh? <laughs> yeah. She didn't know how to talk. I'm saying, wait a minute. Yeah. What happened? Oh, oh. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hear it. Well. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.